What's up, everybody? This is Healing Intentions, and I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Mimetti. This podcast is about natural health and wellness, mental health, cannabis, psychedelics, philosophy, and spirituality. Today, my guest is Josette Cacique. In 2011, former professional dancer and new mom, Josette Cacique was diagnosed with severe sudden onset of advanced rheumatoid arthritis, an excruciatingly painful and disabling autoimmune disease for which current Western medicine claims there is no cure. The only available treatment is radical and life-shortening pharmaceuticals aimed, at best, to slow the progression of the disease. Ultimately, Josette paved her own path and self-healed her RA without the assistance of Western medicine. She was declared a medical miracle in 2016, as no evidence of disease could be found in blood work. She went on to become the most successful Zumba instructor in the world. She is a Santa Barbara hero, Congressional Award recipient, and a top three author on Daily Ohm. Josette passionately shares her wisdom to empower others to find the hero within. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Healing Intentions. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Mametti. Today, I have a really special guest on the show, uh, Josette. Welcome. Thank you, doctor. It's a privilege to be here. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I was uh, really honored. Um, your uh, people reached out to me, and I was really happy to see. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. I've had some really, really cool people reach out to be on the podcast. And, you're definitely one of the more interesting ones that I've seen come across. So I said, this is really an amazing story. I have to share this with as many people as you know, are willing to listen. So why don't you just tell us, uh, just start off by telling us, you know, your story and how you got to this point today. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. My story really begins um, at a diagnosis uh, of rheumatoid arthritis in 2011. My numbers were high. Um, I actually got the disease very suddenly, although, um, in retrospect, I, I do believe I got a lot of hints that something was wrong, but I kind of didn't listen to those hints. I was not at all connected, uh, intuitively to my body. I was, but I didn't know it. Um, I wasn't a health person per se. I grew up in the dancing world in a professional dancing world. So, you know, I was smoking a pack of cigarettes by the time I was 15 and I wasn't particularly healthy at all, but, um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in, um, February, 2011. I had a one-year-old, well, he had just turned two, my son, um, and, it rocked my world because I woke up in the middle of the night in so much pain, so much pain. Um, my knees were huge. They were like the size of these large grapefruits. Everything was swollen. Uh, I couldn't do anything. I could hardly move. The pain was unbearable. So, um, just getting to the diagnosis was a journey in and of itself because ER said, Oh, maybe you bumped into something. Um, they didn't, think to check my blood. Um, they hit me up with a bunch of prednisone to, uh, stop the swelling, uh, which in and of itself made me a little crazy. Um, finally I went to a specialist, a rheumatologist. They sent me to a neurologist first, which was comical. Um, and the neurologist looked at me and said, what are you doing here? And I, I was at this point, I was extraordinarily frustrated because I was in so much pain. Nobody could tell me what was going on. Um, and it was my very first glimpse into what I believe to be a very, um, at times, misdirected practice. Um, and I'm being gentle gentle about it because I, I was in a lot of pain. And um I finally got to a rheumatologist who took my blood and called me two days later and said, you better come in. And I went in and sat down and he just said, you're going to be in a wheelchair within months. Your, your numbers are so high. And actually, by the time he had called me back, my left elbow had already fused at the joint. Wow. Um, and I, I was in constant just bone tearing pain. Um, 
And so this rheumatologist said, okay, here's what we do for this. We uh, fill you some prescriptions. You're going to take methotrexate. You're going to take, uh, we have a biologic called Humira, which is going to, you know, shut down your immune system. Um, I recommend steroids. I recommend this. I recommend that. And here you go. I'll see you in six weeks. Yeah. And I was so taken. And he said, oh, by the way, you're never going to have any other children and you need to stop nursing your child right away. And it was just, (laughs) I said, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. What causes this disease? What do I have and how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Because normally logic tells you, you figure out the path, go back, retrace your steps, fix it, and then move forward. They, they didn't give me that option. Um, they, he just said, there's no other, there's no way. We don't know what causes it. It's kind of like cancer. We don't know what causes cancer. Um, I was really extraordinarily frustrated. I went home. I didn't fill the prescriptions. I had uh, some pretty dark moments, um, but there was a little voice inside of me that said, seek a different path, find another way. There is another way. Mm. And, uh, I, it's, it's funny how necessity is the mother of invention because that was the necessity I needed. I looked at my son and he was desperate for me to hold him. I couldn't do that um, because my elbows were gone. My, my neck was in pain. Every joint that I had was, was inflamed. It seemed like one day worse than the other and one day a different joint. So it was, it was horrific. Um, but it was the beginning of my story, which is rock bottom, I guess my rock bottom, not willing to accept um, the prognosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the diagnosis. I, I figured they were right on the blood work, um, but I just wasn't, I wasn't willing to accept. And, and honestly, for the sake of my son um, who needed me, and I just didn't want to stop breastfeeding and I didn't want to stop what I was, it, it, nothing made sense. So I sought a deeper connection to myself and that started my journey. Wow. Yeah. What, what a story. Um, thank you for sharing. And, you know, it's just really unfortunate how common stories like this are in the system, you know, in the conventional medical system with, with people with rheumatoid arthritis and all types of autoimmune conditions and, here you go. Here's your steroids. Here's your biologics. Well, why did this happen? Oh, well, we don't really know. Here you go. And it's like, (laughs) people can't even begin to understand the what that takes a toll on your mental health of like constantly being doubted constantly, like, there's something wrong, I can feel it, but nobody knows why. And so you just kept digging, like you said, the necessities, the mother invention. And wow, so what what ended up, what happened next? What started your path to healing from there? So the process began with responsibility, I would have to say, um, because the funny thing about healing or about most deep, good things in life is you walk the path alone and you have to, to take responsibility for where you are. Mm-hmm. and not blame anyone. I couldn't even blame the doctors. It wasn't anybody's fault. I, and I didn't even blame myself. I just said, okay, I got to cut everybody else off the hook. And I also have to cut everybody's opinions off the hook <clears throat> because this is between me and me. And how, how am I going to, I wasn't willing to accept what they were telling me that I had to do. So the responsibility was, okay, here you are. You put your boat in the water and you just go from here. So what I did is I started to research um, and I found um, there was a lot of information with autoimmune disease on the internet. This was back in 2011 and there was still a lot. There was a clinic, I believe it was in Sweden or Switzerland that was treating, and this was a big thing with alkaline diet. Mm. And I said, okay. And they had enormous success and they talked about, and I I read all these papers that many people with autoimmune disease have, have acidosis or high acidic levels. Mm -hmm. Never heard of any of this before. It was all new. I literally felt like I was studying, you know, Japanese because it was so foreign to me. Um, But 
so I said, okay, I can do that. And I studied what's alkaline. I, I, um, believe it or not, I, and I, that's why I loved reading this in your bio. I had gone to a facility that tested your acid alkaline level in Florida. And I, it was so funny. It was a naturopathic facility mm-hmm. and they had given me a glass of Kangen water mm-hmm. when I, when I arrived and within 20 minutes, my pain had decreased. And I thought, what the heck did you just give me? <laughs> because <laughs> it was magic. And they explained that it was alkaline water. And so I did that. I, that was the first part of my healing process or second, I took responsibility. Then I changed my diet. I changed everything that I ingested went. Um, I was, it was completely alkaline. I, I literally ate greens and drank Kangen water for a year for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was uh, leaky gut. That was the other big thing that I had read about autoimmune disease. Again, uh, nothing had been explained to me in a doctor's office, but it made sense that I was having an immune response to um, you know, the leaky gut issue or perforated, uh, whatever the intestinal lining. So I went about trying to doing all the factors to heal leaky gut, which also kind of was in with, um, with the alkaline, but I, you know, just started studying that. So that was those two big things. And then the most important thing, cause those are big things, but the most important thing was my mindset. It was, um, w- the way I was living the stress because mm-hmm. you can put a Band-Aid on something, but if the stress is causing you to have the leaky gut, you got to fix that. You got to fix what's causing your acidosis. You have to fix right. what's causing um, all of that. So that was that was the big one. Okay, Josette, what, who are you? Because you weren't who you thought you were. I wasn't. I wasn't, um, you know, there, there's, there's a a bit of, we think that we're just these surface and we're all trying to, you know, look good and feel good and have the nice car. And we are so much more than that. And I think I had to lose everything to recognize the, not only that in myself, but in everyone. Mm. And so I was able to dig a little deeper, go dig to a drink from a deeper well, so to speak, and really kind of cultivate and curate my relationship with myself my, a deeper relationship with myself to discover that we are all extraordinarily beautiful and powerful beings. Mm, Yeah. Well said, totally agree. And everybody has a different path, you know, many paths, one truth, right. And was, would you say that a big uh, tool in that path for you and discovering yourself deeper was that dance? Was it dance specifically for you? Or how does that kind of weave into all of that for your healing? Yeah, and dance became a huge part. I actually started, uh, I was licensed t- to teach Zumba before I got sick. I never, I never taught Zumba before I got sick, but I loved it so much. A friend of mine had taken me to a Zumba class and, um, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, I laughed, but I was sweating so hard and I was breathing so hard and I thought, oh my God. And it was right up my alley because I love to dance. And after an hour, you know, you got this crazy ass kicking, excuse my French, uh-huh. um, cardio and you were, the, the endorphins were out, off the charts for me. So I, um, but there was a, it was something that really connected me. It aligned me to that deeper sense of who I was. And so I got licensed. I never taught. And then when the doctors, um, you know, understanding that in this space, I didn't know I was going to heal. The doctors knew that I wasn't taking the prescription. So they said, you know, you're, you're, you're better enjoy your last moments of being able to move. Mm. So it was a last ditch resort to go, well, this will force me to go and move if I take a job as teaching. So that's what I did. I took a job teaching Zumba. My husband um, had to carry me, put me in the elevator. And we used to put capsaicin spray on my legs, which mm-hmm. is the, like a hot, hot pepper. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. It was like your 
all my legs were burning, but I didn't feel the joint pain as much. And it, it allowed me to move a little bit. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like when you have a, you have your, your arm hurts and you hit yourself over the head with a pan. It's like, which, which pain takes over. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's what I did. So I started teaching um, dance or Zumba and within, I mean, it, it was almost immediate. The, the music went on and I started to sway back and forth and, and I could transcend in a way. I know that sounds hoity-toity, but it, it's true. There was a, a shift, an inner shift. Now I will tell you it was a frequency shift, mm -hmm. but um, back then I would just say there was a shift. There was a shift of all of the, the darkness that I was in, um, the fear and the angst and the, 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 all of that horrific emotion, the negative emotion. When the music went on and a smile hit my face, I could forget where I, my situation for an hour um, or until I stepped the wrong way and out. Um, but it was that little time that was so significant in my healing process because that shift little by little by little gathered momentum and um, was like a snowball and helped really in the healing process. Yeah, that's beautiful. It sounds like uh, dance allowed you to get out of your mind into your body and step into that quantum field, right? As Dr. Joe Dispenza and many others talk about, you know, and there's many ways to do that through just sitting meditation or dance or breath work or psychedelic plant medicines or, you know, on and on and on. Um, so that's really, really beautiful. Um, there's so much to talk about there <laughs> because, you know, you said it, you, you first, you took responsibility, which which means that you were able to take your power back. And instead of giving your power out to people to do the healing for you, you said, well, I'm in charge of my own healing. I'm empowered. I have the education now. And that's really what it's about for people to realize that they are their own self healers. And that you can, you know, really the doctor, the healers, whatever, are just holding space for you while you awaken that inner healer so that you can heal yourself. You know, that's really the the end goal and journey of all of this, but sometimes it takes a whole lot of crazy winding paths to get to that point. But it's amazing that you got there um, through first taking responsibility. And then you do all of the, the right things, you know, the diet and the water and all those things, which are phenomenal that will help, of course. But then did you see the biggest shift when you got to the mindset part. And it's like, I say all the time, people can eat healthy, drink the water, do the supplements, but if they don't have the mindset, you know, the mental, emotional, spiritual in line, they're going to have issues. And so did you see that really kind of exponentially shift after that point? Yeah, for sure. And, and it's beautiful the way you're speaking and, and every word that you're saying is, is true. And I just have to say what was hardest for my family on this journey is pulling back the complete trust and a hundred percent, um, uh, you know, to the doctors. Okay. You know, best, right. <clears throat> because they, they didn't know best. And that was huge for me. And I think that had I not gone through all of the, nobody knowing what was going on, sending me to the neurologist, I might have just been, okay, they know best. Right. Um, and that was a big thing for my family wondering why aren't you just listening to the doctors? Because, you know, I was just a regular person that had always listened to the doctors. And I, right. I found it interesting um, to, to find myself on this particular journey. And certainly in retrospect, I know very much now that, that I'm here to just kind of shine a light for people if they are on a similar journey. And I'm sure you are too. Yes, the dance for me was the biggest shift. The mindset was the biggest shift. Like you said, I could have eaten greens my whole life and it probably would have given me some benefit. Mm -hmm. But the real work was the healing on a cellular level. And it's funny when you do go through the physical healing, the, the cellular healing and the emotional healing kind of happens in, in tandem with it. Mm -hmm. I found that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I went through 
like the Herxheimer reactions, which um, were extraordinarily common and horrific, and I never knew. And I was so glad I read about Herxheimer because, um, and for your audience, they probably know this, um, but Herxheimer is just, you kind of take two steps back and, and one step forward during those times where, right. you know, the disease amplifies a little bit. Um, but what it is really is it's a release um, on a cellular level. So, for example, I would feel all these emotions about wanting to fight with my husband, but we had nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, let me get some Kangen water. Oh, we had yeah. nothing to fight about, mm -hmm. um, but the emotions were there. So there was a cellular release of those emotions. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably, you know, the trickiest thing. So I would just say when you're going into healing, there's a lot of elements that you need to be aware of when you go in. But yeah, for sure, the the emotional um, healing, the understanding what works and what doesn't work in your life. And I think what's so beautiful about a journey like this is that every single person is going to have a different, um, a different path to take. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we can all say it's possible, but ultimately dance isn't going to work for everybody. Right. Um, you know, like you said, psychedelics or plant medicine. My brother is really into yoga and plant medicine and, and it really works for him. Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, kind of respecting your own journey, finding what works for you and then trusting, trusting that you have the capacity to heal because that's the big thing. And I think that's what all of us and Dr. Joe is wonderful. And, and there's so many of us that are out there like you that are saying this is possible. And, and once we kind of make this the normal conversation, it is possible to heal. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, so many different ways you can do it. What, what rocks your boat, you know? Yep. yep exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really an individualized thing. And, and I think that's the whole paradigm shift that's happening right now. And these last couple of years of everything that went on, you know, was just accelerating that shift for people of like, wait, maybe I can't trust what the CDC and the FDA and all these government agencies are saying to do. Maybe it's not the best idea. Hmm. You know, maybe there is a lot of fear going around and fear just shuts down your ability to think and your immune system just goes plummeted you know so maybe that's not the best approach maybe let's like see what we can do to support our immune systems and you know terrain theory versus germ theory and all of that stuff you know and so it's it's all of these things kind of coming to a, a a precipice of of like change of you know the psychedelic movement and the cannabis movement and it's just pushing people to wake up really to what's going on around us and like I said, I think the big overarching mission vision for me is educating and empowering people to realize that they are their own self healers. I mean, that's it in a, in a nutshell. Um, and just whatever path that is for you, um, you know, there's so many paths, I guess the point is you just have to get going on the path and figure out what's what, what it looks like for you. Um, so that's really beautiful. And I think a lot of people will get a lot of inspiration from, from hearing that from you. So I do um, want to uh, kind of insert something in here. Mm -hmm. And that is that what somebody like you um, or Dr. Joe, the handholding is super important because I didn't have it. And let me tell you, I fell on my face a lot. And I think that while ultimately we go through the door alone, um, it's not, it's, it's a narrow doorway. Um, but once you go through, you can go back and get and say, Hey, the door's there. You just have to go through that door. You can't take everybody with you. You have to do it. It's, it's a personal journey. Um, it's a personal win. It's possible, but thank God there are people like you to hold their hands and to guide because, we are all our own heroes, but um, a hero needs a buddy once in a while to help them. And you with the knowledge, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at is, is knowledge. I, I studied to be a research paralegal in college. So research comes really easy for me, but I know it doesn't for a lot of people. No. So um, 
I wish there was a naturopathic doctor that I had connected with. There wasn't anybody that I could find near me. Now there, there, there is, but what you're doing is huge. It's vital to people. And I would definitely say if you have an opportunity to have somebody to hold your hand during the journey of healing, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. And, you know, whether it's a naturopathic doctor or, you know, somebody that is knowledgeable and experienced, you know, cause knowledge is one thing, but then the lived experience and like the embodiment of what we're talking about, you know, it's like words can sound great, but it's like, what do they actually mean? You know, what is going into the quantum actually mean, you know, <laughs> and it, unless you've glimpsed that and really experienced it, it sounds really cool, but um, it's a whole different, you know, journey with somebody that that has actually been there and done that kind of thing, you know, so um, and, and we're all healing still, you know, it's a continual process. Nobody's reached this perfect healed point and now I'm good and I don't need to do any more work. It's a continual thing. And that's something I remind myself, you know, <laughs> part of our uh, journey as, as doctors is, you know, physician, physician, heal thyself, you know, as I heal myself more, I'm able to help others go deeper within themselves. And as they heal, it's healing me and we all heal, you know, together kind of thing, because we all, all all are connected. So it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Yeah. So Talk to me more about um, the, the mindset, like just specifics around what helped you really shift that mindset and, and kind of how dance was, was a big part of that and, and what else took part of that for you. Well, and I love how you kind of uh, transitioned into this because I, when you said that um, experience teaches, it reminded me of Abraham Hicks, who talks quite a bit about, you know, words don't teach, it's only life experience that teaches. Mm -hmm. So um, during my journey, I had come across Abraham Hicks on YouTube, uh -huh. and it was on constant play, constant in the background in my home. I did the dishes listening to Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks. I, um, I sat with my headphones on and listened to Abraham Hicks, who, again, if your listeners don't know, although I'm sure they do, um, teaches law of attraction basics and goes deep into it. And which is basically, you know, like she says, it's the law of gravity. We're just not taught about it. Um, right. But we know that gravity exists. And yet most of us go around not understanding how we are creating our own reality. So mm -hmm. um, once I really started to understand that um, and understand that I was creating my own reality, you know, I didn't intend to create a disease or maybe I did because now in retrospect, holy cow, I've been able to reach so many people and my life has taken on such a beautiful, profound meaning. And my son's life is so extraordinary because he has now realized how powerful we all are and he's sharing it with his friends. And so maybe I did choose this path. Um, mm -hmm. But the responsibility of we are not victims, no matter how bad it gets, that perhaps we can't see the forest for the trees when we're in it. Um, that was probably the biggest mindset change for me is recognizing that I'm doing this, that I'm responsible. Again, like I said, the first thing was taking responsibility, but on a deeper level, it was then becoming intentional um, every morning when I got out of bed, intentional with how I placed my thoughts, where I placed my energy, and most importantly, where I placed my heart, um, things that I loved I found joy even within the pain, not an easy task, but you can do it in your mind. You can do it. And perhaps that's where psychedelics work. You know, you can do it in your mind. Um, and, and once you can get to that place again, it picks up momentum. It gets bigger and bigger. It's so true. What they say is where you put your attention on gets bigger. So if you can intend where you put your intention on instead of just, oh, I heard this on the news and I'm going to go over there and, oh, I heard this and your thought processes go all over the place. If you can actually kind of with, with an emotional intention go, this is where I want to lead. And then it becomes easier when you, when you have crap come at you, you can just go, I see it. I'm not, I'm not, not seeing it. 
but I'm just not going to focus on that. I, I know if I focus on that, it'll get bigger and I don't want it to get bigger. So that practice, that retraining of who I am and how I lived my life was huge, huge in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it also made me dance a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it's a positive cycle feeding on itself, right? You wanted to feel better. And, you know, so you made you felt like dancing better, you know, more and better, more positive thoughts. So you attracted them, you kept feeling better, and you're more grateful and more gratitude, you keep putting out gratitude, you get more things you're grateful for, and on and on it goes. And that's the hard and part. So, yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, and so ultimately, what happened was, my class size in Zumba, and this is the little the little caveat that we haven't talked about. Um, I started with three students, and then um, probably within a year, I went from three to an average of 150. We actually had to book the biggest ballroom here in Santa Barbara wow. uh, to host my classes to fit the people in, um, and it never stopped. I mean, COVID stopped it for a while, but I'm totally back on track. So now I'm 11 years going on 11 years now. Um, and Zumba corporation kind of came at me and they did a little documentary on me and said, wow. what, what, what's going on? What are you doing? You're literally the most successful instructor that we have on the planet. That was in 2014, 15. Wow. Um, and I've been teaching for them. I've been teaching how to lead heart led businesses and, and so my, my life kind of took off from, from there and I've been happily dancing <laughs> ever since. That's amazing. Wow. I, I honestly didn't even know that. Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning things about guests that, you know, just live on the spot. Um, really awesome. Yeah. And what I was going to say is about the really hard part about taking responsibility for people and this whole law of attraction idea is that you know, it works for the good and it works for the bad too. So people can take responsibility of like, Oh, I got all this great stuff because a lot of attraction, but you also got all the stuff you don't like, you know, you get what you think about most of the time. If you're in fear and stressed most of the time, that's what you're attracting into your life. And that can be a really hard pill for people to swallow, but that is the reality, you know, as, as we've experienced. And so it's just about, being willing to make that shift and rewire your brain. I mean, that's what Dr. Joe talks about in, in length. And like you said, so eloquently about exactly how that's happening. And, and I believe that's what the psychedelics are doing as well is just showing us for a moment, Hey, look at what's possible kind of rewiring, you know, the brain and, you know, the pathways for us in that moment. And I, one analogy I really like is all of our thought patterns are like, you know, going down a ski hill and like the grooves are really deeply in there. And a psychedelic session is like a fresh snow. And it just allows you to kind of go down and make new pathways. It doesn't do it for you. It doesn't do the work for you. But it's just like a nice reset on your nervous system. And then from there, you know, all of the integration, that's the key with the psychedelic sessions, you know, integrated um, in there is, is the integration afterwards and kind of how you put all of those lessons to application in your, in your daily life. So, yeah, I mean, really, really amazing. Um, how did you get into the whole, uh, speaking career? Talk about that a bit. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Well, it, yeah. Thank you. It started with Zumba. Um, they had me kick off their, uh, Zumba conventions and asked me to teach because for them, their interest was, how do you get 150, 200 people in a class uh, for Zumba? And, and honestly, it's not that I'm the best dancer or anything, but what I was bringing is I was bringing the vulnerability and the emotion that was happening in my own life. Cause I was just trying to dance. You know, I had, I was coming to each class with the, the back of my head thinking this may be the last time I dance. And so there was a lot of um, emotion and passion involved in what I was delivering to my clients. And so we were able to kind of um, put that into a tangible class of how you lead with your heart and how leading with your heart can open up 
possibilities in terms of marketing and business because most businesses simply scratch the surface and they're in competition and they're they're thinking oh I have to beat out the next gym next door and where I came from is I was teaching you don't have to beat out anybody because you eliminate competition just by showing up as an authentic version of who you are because nobody can deliver the product you're delivering mm. period whether it's um <clears throat> you know, whether it's you, a doctor or, or a, a Zumba class. So I started teaching for Zumba and um, through them, I just met different people. They had some Mind Valley people come in um, mm -hmm. and I live in Santa Barbara. So Dr. Jack, uh, Dr. Joe is here. Jack Canfield lives here. There's quite a few people. I met with Deepak Chopra one year and he introduced me to someone. So it was just really kind of my story started to get around and um, mostly people who had heard me at convention or who had heard me teaching at a Zumba Academy had said, wait, I need her for, for this panel or that panel. And that's how it started going. And it's really been awesome. I mean, I, I, I think I'm starting to enjoy speaking more about healing than um, anything else, because to be perfectly honest with you, I, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it. It was just easier to dance. I didn't need mm -hmm. to prove any, anything to anybody because I had already done it. Mm -hmm. And when I spoke about it, there was a lot of you're a quack. Don't try and take people away from the medical field. Um, I re actually did not get a nice warm welcome when I started speaking about natural healing. And so I, yep. I said, well, I don't really need to do this because I'm already there. You know, I guess uh, I can just dance and maybe shine my light that way. But for sure, the universe is calling me more. And I can see, you know, I one of my friends uh, runs a conscious business institute. And he he said, how did you get a course on Daily Ohm? And I said, I don't know. They just called me and said, could you create a course? And he's like, we've been trying to do that for years. And he said, how did you get on a panel with with Jack Canfield and Don Miguel Ruiz and Joe Dispenza. And I said, I don't know. They just called me. And he <laughs> said, you know, this doesn't just happen. So you might want to listen to the, the, the universe telling you that might be a direction. So luckily the people that are listening to these podcasts or, or the messages are people that are open to healing or sorry, open to hearing, but it was pretty, it was, I'm really sensitive which I think is my superpower, but it's also um, like if somebody starts calling me a quack or calling me names, I'm like, ah, I don't want to be exposed to that. Now I'm a little bit more thick skinned, but back in the beginning, I just, I couldn't, I was like, well, I don't need to do this, you know, then knock yourself out. I've already done it. I was just trying to help. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a perfect example of law of attraction, then I don't know what is right. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, you mentioned Don Miguel Ruiz. He's, he's another mm -hmm. amazing, amazing um, figure, author, speaker. I don't even know what you want to call him, <laughs> everything. Um, but his book, The Mastery of Love, Wow, that is a book that I think that's one of the top of like everybody should read. Um, talk talk a little bit more about how you know him and any influence he's had on you because he's really popular with his Four Agreements book and all that. Yeah, it's funny. In fact, there's another series coming up that we're doing in June, and and he is also on it. It's called the Quantum Mastery Program, and it's actually a free series. I don't have the link, but I'll send it to you so you can okay. you can get it. Definitely. Um, but it was funny because I, I read, he was one of my, all of these people are my, my mentors. They're my guides. I read every book. I mean, when, when um, Dr. Bruce Lipton was on a panel with me and I, I, I mean, epigenetics was a big thing for me when I was healing and I just kept looking at him and he's, are you okay? I'm like, Oh my God, like, how is this even possible? Um, yeah, I, it, again, I think that is, I guess, law of attraction. I'm humbly um, honored and privileged to be able to speak. My journey, any journey to healing and all of our journeys are, are not easy. You know, this healing and, and taking this path of kind of veering away from the status quo Mm -hmm. It's not for the lighthearted. Um, and thank 
God, we have these guides to help us. So yeah. to be sitting with um, Don Miguel Ruiz and, and, and these guys that first of all, they're just as wonderful, but they're just as human as everybody else. And that was probably the best to recognize is that mm-hmm. we are all constantly healing. You know, I mean, I was declared a medical miracle in 2016, so I don't have any physical ailments, but this journey is continuing. It's an, it's a never ending. It gets a little bit more exciting and dramatic and fun. Cause you do realize that you're creating it. So, mm-hmm. you know, how good can you stand it? Kind of a thing. How, mm-hmm. how, how exciting can you, can you make it since you are creating? But um, I haven't had a lot of time to talk in detail to any of those uh, people that I was on the panel with like privately. So I don't, mm-hmm. can't really call them my friends. I can just say that I was on a panel with them. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, that's definitely more than most of us can say. So that's a great step <laughs> in the right direction. And <laughs> they're just a connection away. You know, that's, that's really beautiful. I'm, I'm, uh, it's that's that's honestly very inspirational because um, I see myself kind of going down that same path. Eventually, I really have a lot of passion for this stuff. And this podcast is a great you know start to it all. But I have never spoken publicly, you know, but I think that I see that in my future because I have a lot to say and I can say it pretty passionately. And people usually like to listen to what I have to say. So, you know, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm calling that in. I'm open to receiving that. In, in the and there it is. And you're so well-informed. I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of people talking smack and they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. You know, oh, yeah. we oh, need yeah. more people that have, that are understand the process. And again, I'm so grateful for you because had I had someone like you holding my hand to this journey, I got to tell you, I took supplements that I shouldn't have taken and I took, I did things that I shouldn't have done and I'm glad that I got through it, but it would have been a heck of a lot easier (laughs) had I um, had somebody with your knowledge and expertise and wisdom to, to guide. So yeah, I'm all for it. And however I can help amplify your message, I'm happy to doctor. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that. And, uh, I'm really passionate about the idea of, uh, live in-person events. And I mean, since you're kind of doing that, you know, in your, in your version of that in Santa Barbara, and I'm down here in San Diego and I've actually never even been to Santa Barbara. So I might come up and visit you here shortly. <laughs> um, Great so idea. we will, we will plan something. Definitely. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot there. Uh, I saw somewhere that said that 2022, is, is going to be like the roaring twenties kind of after the, the great flu, you know, uh, influenza, you know, Spanish flu in the you know early or late 1900s. And then everything kind of opened up and that was the roaring twenties and all the party, the big party time, they were comparing that to what's going to happen now when everything opens up and all the you know parties and everything kind of resumes. And so I think that that in-person connection is what people are sorely missing and needing and what we got so pulled away from over these last couple of years. And it's literally the, one of the most important parts of our health. I mean, they determined that social isolation is as bad as smoking cigarettes for your health, you know? And so it's like, wow, you know, how important is it for us as humans to connect and be social beings that we are, especially in person, you know, zoom, is great. And it's allowed a lot of, you know, connectivity that was not so easy before, but nothing can replace the in-person. It's, it's that, that energy, you know, that you feel that, um, that just that magic that gets created when there's a bunch of the good frequencies, you know, in a room, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's kind of the, the, the thing with my classes too, is that people come and, you know, for sat like my Saturday class in Santa Barbara is just huge, and it's it's comical. I don't even know that they need me because um, if I just turn on some music, everybody's just raising the the frequency. Mm-hmm. But because there's so many people in a room and they're doing that, it's tangible. I mean, you can actually it's palpable. You can feel it, and you can feel it moving your. I don't know your essence of who you are. It just shifts things. And um, yeah, it's gold. It's, it's gold. And for sure now people need it more than ever. Cause I think we're all kind of coming out of this, um, you know, this, this horrific last couple of years going, what the heck? And mm-hmm. let's get back together. Hopefully that'll, I hope, I hope from your mouth to God's ears, I hope it does uh, 
come back as a renaissance time, it would be great. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that's what I've been seeing in, in my world. You know, I really like um, the music festival scene, electronic dance music, you know, world and I've been into that a lot the last few years. And I think there's a lot of interesting intersection actually between Zumba and how that's been going for so long and really popular and kind of combining that world of, you know, the electronic music. And I've thought about that of like having gym workout places where people just go to dance. I mean, that's Zumba, but making it like the electronic music version of that, you know, and it just being with like the lights and the lasers and all the stuff like an actual festival, but at a gym, I think people would love that, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely onto something. There is a, somebody who just started uh, ecstatic dance in um, the facility that I rent, and they are doing quite well. I mean, it's different because I do choreograph routines and ecstatic is just um, kind of self-guided. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's the same idea. It's the same whatever. And again, there's so much opportunity for all of us to come out and create. There's no you know, competing with anybody else or, you know, it's, it's just come and create and, 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 you know, let it, let it flourish and thrive and grow. We're all planting our seeds right now, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's a cool mm -hmm. opportunity. Yeah. It's more of that taking that abundance mindset, right. Instead of the scarcity, you know, there's not enough for everybody. We have to fight and compete versus like, there's plenty for everybody and we all have our unique gifts to share. And it's about, believing that you know and believing in yourself and what you have to offer and that's you know a journey I've gone through myself as well and you know a lot of people when they go through school and become doctors it's very common to kind of deal with this imposter syndrome of like do I actually know enough do I actually know enough to help and heal people you know and I guess it's just a really common thing that you know we all go through anytime you kind of lift your uh, status you know so to speak in in society you kind of feel like, well, do I really know what I'm doing? And it's, and that's normal because it's new to you, you know, and you're just kind of learning and you don't have the experience, you have the knowledge, but the experience is getting there. So it's been an interesting journey for myself and a lot of my, you know, young colleagues from, from out of school. Uh, and so, but it's just about just keep reminding yourself and, and remembering that we are such unique gifts and we have so much to offer to the world. It's just about starting to speak about it, putting it out there and your vibe literally attracts your tribe. And so that vibration you put out, you know, the people that are right for you that want to hear your message, they'll, they'll be there. And, and that's what I've found. So. And doctor, the world needs you so bad right now, because I think that we are, are standing on a precipice of, like you said, wait a minute, maybe the doctor's don't really know. I mean, certainly now we can all kind of look back and go, wait a second. Maybe they're all really, and, and I don't want to say all, because one of my very dearest friends is the, the doctor that declared me a medical miracle. Mm -hmm. She's a board certified internal medicine, but she's the first one to admit, um, we didn't learn everything we probably needed to learn in medical school. However, I'm prohibited from thinking about that. So I just have to keep on doing my thing. So, mm -hmm. um, but I think what you're bringing and, you know, all of this is going to, I think you will find that the, the majority of the population is going to be seeking this truth because it is truth. Um, and, you know, for me, it's a privilege to be on your podcast, but it's also, um, also for me to step into my own power and go, I'm not going to deny my own healing so that other people can feel comfortable in thinking she doesn't exist or she didn't heal her own disease or she's an anomaly and, and she's just one person because there's thousands of us that have healed yeah. and you've seen it and I've seen it and Dr. Joe's seen it and it's there. So then it becomes a, a choice of the people to say, wait a minute, I want to know more about this or no, I don't want to hear about that. That's fine. That's your choice. But at mm -hmm. least now we're being a little bit more, uh, at least I am, thank you for you, um, able to speak a little bit more freely about all of this um, and, and let people know that there is a light there in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really important. And, you know, I never want to sound like I'm dissing on our conventional medical colleagues. You know, it's they have their time and place. I'm really grateful for all of their advancements and technology and all the great things they do, you know, in acute 
uh, emergency trauma care. If you get in a car accident, you know, I say, take me to the hospital, please give me all the surgeries, whatever you need. Not the time for herbs, you know, <laughs> but if I have a chronic, <laughs> a chronic disease, you know, they're just not taught about health in conventional medical systems. Like it's not their fault. They're very caring, smart people, but they're stuck in a system that's very broken, you know, and it's all ruled by big pharmaceutical, big insurance. And they're literally calling the shots, teaching the doctors about pathology, disease, and here's this pharmaceutical for that. Here's that surgery for that. That doesn't work. Let's try another four different combination of pharmaceuticals. We've never even studied how they work together in the body, but let's do it anyways, because that's the standard of care. It's just crazy, you know, but it's so important for people to realize there are alternatives. They're not, you know, quack and, and woo woo and whatever, you know, because that's the problem. Sometimes with the internet, you start searching and you find all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, Dr. Google is a thing and, and you can get overwhelmed. But right. that's why having somebody like myself, anybody that's, you know, in the holistic uh, field is is really critical uh, along your path to just know kind of what's important, what's truth. And maybe you can kind of leave that to the to the side and <laughs> and, and go down the journey that way. So. Yeah, um, really, really, it's been amazing uh, having you on the show, Josette. Anything else that is on your mind that you'd love to share with everybody? I know we talked about so many great things, and we could talk about any of these topics for much longer, but I know we both don't have yeah. I mean, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm sure your listeners have gotten an earful. I, my husband always says, I don't have a problem talking. I have a problem shutting up. So it's a good <laughs> thing when you... <laughs> when you, uh, you know, cut it, we could talk again. There's so many different, um, paths to, to go on in natural healing. Um, and I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that, like I said, a million times that I'm there, that you're here, that, that we're here to, to let people know this is going to be the new norm. Mm -hmm. They just don't know it yet. This will be that our own capacity to be extraordinary and to be living beautiful, thriving lives is within us. And um, it's not, we're not victims of anything. And, you know, I know that that's not something that people can hear a lot when they're with a diagnosis, whether it be RA or cancer or any of those. Um, I hear that and I understand it with love and compassion, but you, uh, you are the captain of the ship and we are not victims of anything. It's just your choosing. So I, again, I'm just very grateful that you had me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I'm grateful for everything you do and, and who you are and the amazing journey you've been through and uh, really appreciate you having the courage to speak about it, even when it was not easy in the beginning, you know, and I know that's really not easy, especially like you said, years ago when it was like, you know, really difficult. So means a lot uh, to me and to everybody listening. And um, I appreciate you and really look forward to meeting you in person here soon. For sure. We're just, a, we're just a little hop away. Yeah. A couple hour, <laughs> few hour drive. Yep. Awesome. Thank well, you. Sounds, sounds good, Josette. Well, um, thank you so much again and uh, see you soon. Thank you.